Hi, welcome to this week's podcast. We have the wonderful Jim Gibson here. Um, Jim is a great pal, uh, somebody who I've really uh, came to know and love um, over the last few years, just somebody who's an inspirational leader, um, a great guy. Um, was that a fiver you said you were going to get me? I should probably stop now. Um, <laughs> I think it was more, actually. Yeah. But, Jim, thank you so, so keep much. Going. Keep going. <laughs> keep going. Thank you so much for coming in, mate. Oh, it's um, a joy. And you're the leader of Freedom City Church. Absolutely, um, yes. But you've not always done that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. Where, did, like, um, where did your leadership where did your leadership journey really begin, Jim? When did it start? I'm a, I'm a really late starter. Uh-huh. So everything I've done, I've always started late. Sure. Went to uni. Yeah. When I was 23, mm-hmm. um, failed drastically at school and failed right up to I was 23. And then something kick-started, became a Christian when I was 22. Okay. And really, so a life began to take off. And um, <clears throat> probably that was, the, I think, the beginning of my life. Yeah. Got married, 21, mm-hmm. became a Christian at 22. Okay. And life began, really. Yeah. And um, I think... Um, anything before that, I was anything I led wasn't particularly good. Okay. <laughs> so, so I've, I've always kind of felt I've always tended to to leadership, mm. but it's not always been good. But that yeah. was the beginning of a good journey, I would say. Yeah. Then. So yeah, um, started leading myself probably. Okay. Uh, went to uni, got a degree, and yeah. started a business. Sure. So, so what? Um, so what did? What was that? What was the degree you did? What was the business? So I did a, I did a degree. I went through. A, I think most people seem to go through a, tra- a, tra- a transient stage between you know fifteen and twenty odd uh-huh. to they get to decide what they're going to do. I was going to be a, all sorts of different things and yeah. ended up uh, whatever. Uh, and then uh, I, I decided um, I wanted to go to university hmm. and I, I, I miraculously get in and I, right. I went to did a BSc uh, and I got an upper second class honours. So I'm just yeah. making that wee statement. Yeah, you know, no worries. And, uh, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was a miraculous thing because yeah. I left school with nothing at fifteen. Yeah. And some, some I realised that I had a brain and and uh, I was able to study and uh-huh. get that. And during that time, I started. I went to work for a company during the <clears throat> during the holidays, and I was privileged in the plan of God to start a business. Right. Um, Started in Edinburgh, um, just myself in an office, yeah. um, and uh, ended up, it was, so it was electrical, um, heating and vent control, okay. energy management systems, really boring, but it yeah. was really good, I loved it, I loved the uh-huh. business, I loved yeah. being in business, and built it up to, we were running about 100 people with that. Why? You know, yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. a good business. Then became a shareholder in two other businesses, uh-huh. and then um, overall we had about 100 people between the, the three businesses, so it was yeah. great, yeah. So obviously I had to lead that. Yeah. And um but 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 it did suit me because, you know yeah. I'm a kinda of reluctant leader but, but sure. I do know that God's put that in us and uh-huh. therefore it, it's been good. So I found myself leading when nobody else would, would lead, maybe uh-huh. step up and do it, you yeah. know, and then that's what that's what happens. And, good. and I think reluctant leaders are a really interesting phrase. Yeah. So um I think quite a lot of leaders kinda of like fall into leadership, yeah. you know, like yeah. so you, um uh, Nikki Gumbel once said that leadership is a byproduct of trying to achieve things. Yeah, well, um, so actually, you know, you're you're running your business, you're trying to achieve, yeah, absolutely, you know, growth or whatever it is. Yeah, and Pro- prob- probably a probably a life. I got married and realised, you know, I had a wife, and uh-huh. uh, you know, I wanted to make a good life, and then kids, yeah. obviously, eventually. Yeah. And I just always was driven, but also there was something I got. I, mu- I must say, in the middle mm. of it, not really seeing that. Mm. But 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 there was definitely a purpose uh-huh. with the business for the future. 
you know, yeah. for, for what God used that to, to actually mm-hmm. do. Uh, church-wise, I was a reluctant leader. I probably led because nobody else did. Yeah. So led the youth. Nobody wanted to lead the uh-huh. youth. I led it. Nobody yeah. wanted to lead the kids. <laughs> um, I led it. You know, nobody yeah. wanted to lead the worship. I led it. So uh-huh. it was kind of like when I became a Christian, I just thought somebody needs to do it. You know. Yeah. yeah so that's yeah. how I became a, a leader in church. I would yeah. say. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously, you've got a background in business. Yeah. You know, um, running things. Um, leading there, and then you, you start leading in church. Yep. What um, what was the what was the differences? Because I, I had the same journey. You know, I used to, yep. I used to work for a living, uh-huh. um, <laughs> and then um, you work hard. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, but actually, you know, there is a difference between leading mm-hmm. a, a group of volunteers within church, leading definitely. young people, leading different things, and and paid employment. What what did you really find were the big differences for you? Probably just that, to mm. be honest with you. Um, I think business is really clear. You pay a wage. Yeah. You know, obviously, how the atmosphere and environment, the culture, mm-hmm. it makes a massive difference to the the willingness of people and the the fact that you can keep them. Yeah. For instance, in my business, I, I always started with apprentices at sixteen and trained them. Mm. So I always said that for the very very beginning. Mm-hmm. So all the business was set up with people. Who came in as young guys, and you know, they all, I think it was the one woman in the, you know, who did some stuff, mm. but mainly because it was a contracting thing, yeah, and, and trained them and mentored them for they were sixteen, yeah. So the guys who were there were part of it, and also been able to share a bit of the, the wealth of the business as well. Yeah, yeah. Make sure everybody was yeah. well taken care of. And actually, I think that's that's a key thing that um, you know that we see Jesus doing. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we see time and time again through the Bible. Um, about you know this this discipleship process yeah, really absolutely. this you know taking someone along on the journey with you yeah, you know um, I, lo- I love doing that I mm-hmm. mean that's and I think when I came to church um, when we started the church the people who came with us they they plant were all really broken and yeah. hurting and needed 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 to be helped and loved mm-hmm. and I think that created a bond mm-hmm. which probably um, made church for me a bit different maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, that people felt they owned it rather yeah. than rather than we're in business people don't feel they own the business mm-hmm. so they are employees we're church for me the key is always that people would own it yeah rather than I'm a volunteer or I'm a you know I'm doing a job or doing my duty yeah yeah and uh, it's not always easy to achieve that uh-huh. sometimes you drift for that but for me that's been a big key mm-hmm and and you talked a little bit there about um, planting a church. So sure. you know you lead Freedom City Church, yep. which um, I love. I was just there the other night. Big shout out to Mark um, yeah. and Gemma Pawson, heroes. Yeah. Um, tell us how how did that come about? What was the, you know, what was that journey looked like? Goodness me! Uh, I suppose I always kind of knew that I would be something that God had called us. Mm. I didn't quite know how to make that work or get together with it. Yeah. It's interesting. I just heard a wee story. I was preaching in Hart Hill, okay, um, at a men's conference, sure. and um, it was a, it was great. Actually, it was really powerful. Uh, and um, at the end of it, um, basically, uh, a guy came from the back and he walked to the front, and he said, uh, "He said, I've just witnessed a real interesting thing." He said, 48 years ago, on this same day, yeah. I was in a conference in Minehead, and he said mm. a pastor stood up, and said. My son's 15, yeah. and he's just going away for God, mega big style. Yeah. And he says, but I'm prophesying 
that he's going to be a leader someday in church and he's going to preach and everything. He yeah. said, that was your dad. No he says, I've just, I've just witnessed a miracle 48 years later and here you are. And I just think God, God's put it in you for in the mother's womb. I think yeah. that's really... And so I always kind of knew inside, uh-huh. very reluctant Christian in yeah. the beginning mm. um, and, and, and a very reluctant pastor battled mm. it for a long time until mm. God actually called us one day, yeah. opened up the, you know, showed us... How amazing is that though, eh? <laughs> it was mental, years. you know, and yeah. here it was, you know, the calling of God and the gifts yeah. of God somehow without repentance and I thank God honoured something yeah. and then eventually after when I was 37 uh-huh. I was 37 late starter yeah. um, I just had no alternative but to I think I was sharing on Sunday um, God called us when I was 33 34 mm. and uh, like the Apostle Paul mm. uh, went into the desert in Arabia mm. you know and uh, God called and I was about three years mm. soaking in the word and the yeah. Holy Spirit and getting there to prepare because uh-huh. I knew that when she started yeah. So it was almost like stocking up for three years yeah, okay. before the moment came to plant. Uh-huh. And then with the miraculous uh, plant, to yeah. be honest with you, God, yeah. um, is it okay to share this? But I don't mean to yeah, because no, this is no, a God no, thing rather yeah, yeah. than... So it was 170 people at the first service uh-huh. and 12 people get saved. Wow. So it was like something beyond... I mean, I'd have never imagined that God would yeah. do anything like that, but yeah. obviously that's what... That's yeah. what God did. So that's, that's amazing. Really blessed with that, yeah. you know. So and and freedom, blessed. freedom city church. So how long have you been doing that now? How how long has the church been running? Twenty seven years past. Twenty seven years. Over this year. Yeah, wow. Twenty seven years. Yeah. And yeah. you've got an amazing building, amazing facility, doing yeah. loads of stuff with yeah. the community, yeah. and yeah. um, you know, I, I actually love driving through Cumbernauld, and uh, it's right there on the main drag. Uh, do you know? It's, and it's great. Yeah. You know, yeah, next to the roller disco where I obviously spend quite a lot of time. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah. um, and McDonald's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> McDonald's, obviously. Yeah. yeah. But actually, it's great. And within that journey, Jim. Um, so you went from this. New church. Yep. How, how does that work? So, you know, 27 years down the line. Yep. yep. What what have been the, the key points within that 27 years that have really shaped who you are today, shaped the way you lead today? Yeah. I think um, I think we've always tried to fit somewhere mm. and always battled um, mm-hmm. to fit. And, and as part of that journey, we've probably tried to do that twice. Mm-hmm. So it meant with two journeys that that were fine and great and God did lots of stuff like I just said. Yeah. Um, it came to the, the second journey was kind of over mm. and um, I was probably at the point where I was, if I didn't have a nervous breakdown, I was very, very close mm. to having a breakdown. Really. Right. And somehow was in a crisis thinking, am I going to do this? Am I not going to do this? And mm. I, I walked to West Highland Way. Right, okay. Um, which was not a good experience, I'm really honest. Sure. And uh, I was it's only time as a grown man I really, really, really cried. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I was walking up I was walking up one of the roads and I thought, Oh God, please take me home. If you're yeah. gonna come back, come now. Yeah, the midges uh, are a killer, eh? Oh the midges, but my feet had already lost three toenails and my feet were just like, Oh, but I was literally crying. Yeah. And saying, God, please let us be over quickly. And um and, and, and so we came to the end and we mm. got to the end the end town. Uh, Fort William, we were, uh-huh. in the, we're in the town and, we're, and we came to the end and uh, I discovered it was the axe of the end. So somebody had moved the end for another mile. Yeah. And I remember thinking, if I get this guy, I'm going to kill him, you know? What I yeah, mean? yeah. And, and so we walked the last mile and it was like absolute torture. Yeah. And um, I felt God saying, you've been like two of these journeys church wise. Mm. And now I want you to walk another one. 
And I said, God, I can't do this. Mm. I just, my feet are killing me. Mm. My, my heart's killing me. My head's mm. killing me. I'm knackered. And God said, I'm going to carry you the third journey. Mm. And I'm going, to, I'm going to carry you this one. Mm. So I feel this third journey. Yeah. God's been carrying us. Yeah. And, I, and almost like for the first time, I feel the rest of God. Mm. And I feel it's his church. Mm -hmm. I probably thought it was our church somehow, you know, okay, but this sure. is God's. Yeah. And uh, somehow or other leading has become a lot a lot easier and more peaceful and you know, somehow or other it you know, some of the things that affected you and you yeah. learned from the first two journeys. Yeah. Maybe maybe two journeys have taught us a lot of stuff as uh -huh. well. So yeah. this one seems different. And it really, I suppose, it's his church, and yeah. we'll see what God does with it. You know, yeah. you spoke you spoke time. a little bit there about um, like getting to you know almost getting to burnout, you know, almost getting to that um, breakdown kind of point. Yeah. And obviously, that's a huge issue for yeah. leaders for um, um, in in every walk of life. You know, yeah. um, stress is uh, a huge issue within yeah. culture today, yeah. Yeah. and there's almost that um, that like we sometimes wear busyness like a badge of honor. Yep. You know, we're like, oh, we're so busy. We want to tell people how busy yeah, we are, but we don't really talk about how do we rest and stuff. How how um, how has that affected the way that you do things now? Do you think? I think um, every, I think when you're take, when you're doing this stuff and church wise, I think because somehow wrongly, there's massive things to compare with. So mm. you've almost like set yourself. Sure. A massive thing that is impossible to achieve because mm. you're no there in you know there in Colombia or you're no there in Peru or uh -huh. even America now with some of the stuff that's happening mm. there or Africa whatever you're in Scotland Cumbernauld you know mm. and it, it is a different time and a different place yeah and I think um, I think that was a, a big big issue so I think you, stri you I found myself quite striving yeah. towards goals and I think the thing that really burned us out was the disappointment. Like hope deferred makes the heart sick. Oh, okay. So my heart was really Fine. sick. To be I could work, I could work any time, any amount of time. I don't mind working. Yeah. I'm a hard worker. I don't particularly like yeah. chilling out and doing stuff. And you know, do that on a Saturday. Always had a Sabbath day on a Saturday. Yeah, so okay. Saturday would be my Sabbath. Uh -huh. And probably I've just made sure now that um, I do have that really a Sabbath Saturday, mm. and uh, I don't I don't like, allow anything much to come into that ever. Mm. In general, I just take a lot more time with God and rest in God, mm. and, and don't feel a, a, a don't feel a need to prove mm. any God or anybody else. Yeah. You know, yeah, and and, and that's been good. I think that's a really I think that's really wise advice for anybody in leadership, yeah. though, Jim, because I think we we can all be guilty of that. We can all get caught up with our, um, you know, with our own strivings for business, and yeah, yeah. and I think especially when it comes to the Christian world we we're doing it for a bigger reason yeah, aren't we absolutely. you know we're doing whatever it is because yeah. we're doing it for god we want to see people's lives changed we want to see yeah. you know the kingdom so, proclaimed but that can lure us down a false path yeah, because actually god really wants relationship with absolutely each of us absolutely. you know and and especially yeah. if you're in a, a leadership position that yeah you know yeah. you you need to be pushing in don't you oh definitely i, th I think i think you're under a false concept that you know, somehow I don't know. It was an interesting journey that one, um, and the whole the whole area of um, 
you do you don't want to be you don't want to be I think the humans you've got the two sides there's a human side of you yeah. that definitely is prone to failure as uh, a man you know yeah, obviously yeah. failure's a big thing yeah. and you don't want to be a failure uh-huh. somehow or other so that drives you but obviously you're never a failure to God and mm. I think getting getting the relationship with God really mm-hmm. strong and good and keeping that good mm-hmm. and I think just knowing that you're not trying to prove anything to anybody and to God really mm. is the thing and, and, being, and being aware that the point is, you know, resting in God's been good. So uh-huh. definitely different, feel different, mm. and uh, a lot less, less striving. I would say, which, yeah. is, which is good. You yeah, know? that is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've loved and, that. And and I think you know, um, I I'm somebody who's overly busy. You know, as I know you are, as I know lots mm-hmm. of leaders are. Mm-hmm. You know, but trying to make those times are are key. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Can Can I ask you a personal question? Of course you can. How How What does your Sabbath look like? So for me, a, a Saturday has, mm. has been my Sabbath always mm-hmm. with the family, with, the, with, with my wife. Mm. Um, obviously, the kids are now married; they're growing up, they're going, yeah. they're going now, so they they can do with their, their own stuff. Mm-hmm. But a Saturday, I've always set it apart for God anyway, mm. in general, and um, I would just generally not think church or mm. anything or people. If, uh, if, if I phone somebody on a Saturday, it's probably because they're dying. Yeah. So they would know that if I phoned them, it's probably the end. I'm not going to answer my phone to you on a Saturday, that's <laughs> you know for sure. I mean? yeah. um, and so probably a Saturday would be set apart. It would mm. be a lot of time with, with God. Mm. Um, just chilling, taking yeah. a lot of time with God. And also with my, with my wife, with Myra, mm. and just really making sure we've got quality time, mm-hmm. going and doing stuff we wouldn't normally do. Mm-hmm. You know, have a lot of coffee and cakes and scones and yeah stuff all the important and stuff of life very important yeah. And, yeah. and generally not doing anything that I would normally do uh-huh. so it's a total switch off yeah yeah um, that's good yeah, no I, I like that I love it so much yeah. apart from times obviously during the week taking time with God a lot yeah, of time absolutely. as much as yeah. we can but I do think it's just so important yeah. just to have that day yeah. isn't it you know um, another um, another thing that I think you probably could speak into really well Jim is that uh, I I, I certainly feel this way. Um, I know that lots of other leaders feel this way, but um, leadership and at the, being at the top of things can be a lonely place. Yeah. You know, and um, it's sometimes, especially when you've been in a background where you had where you were in business, and you know, I'm sure you had lots of mates, and yeah. and you were doing it together, and yeah. Um, but then then you're in this kind of leadership position within church, and it does just sure. everything changes. How how have you found that? How have you found ways of dealing with that? I think I think I've been really blessed in that I've I have grown as church has grown. Mm. Um, the people around us have are still around us. Mm. So there's a lot of guys the same age as me that are that are still peers. Yeah. As opposed to being I'm their leader type of thing. Yeah, sure. So that's been really good, mm-hmm. and a lot of people and 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 also. Um, I've got two really good sons that I've got a close relationship with and mm. maintained that really. Yeah. And and that would be my thing. And also finding other pastors yeah. that are peers mm. and spending time with them yeah. is massive. Uh-huh. And being able to bounce things off because if you're because if you are alone, yeah. you're isolated and you think it's only you. Mm. And I think getting good quality comparisons with people, how yeah. they feel and where they're at, has been massive for me. Mm-hmm. And so finding some really good buddies yeah to sit down and go for breakfast with and and, and be with and talk be really yeah. honest with them yeah and spend there's there's a couple we spend two weekends a year with okay and uh, um, Phil and Helen Weaver mm. 
and they're special people mm. to us because we were able to talk and unload, offload, mm-hmm. and just enjoy being with them and uh-huh. compare where we're at and what we feel. Yeah. Talk about our feelings and yeah. what we really feel. Yeah. And that's been important. And also some really key guys about here as well uh-huh. that we're really friends with. So yeah. that's been important. And, that, and yeah, I think for me... I, that's the same like I have yeah. people around that I, that I just have to connect in with do you know because um, it does it, it does get difficult sometimes you need to be able to talk to yeah. people you need to be able to yeah. pour out things and and um, especially in a role such as a pastor yeah. you, you're dealing with a lot of emotional things Absolutely. a lot of people you know you mentioned uh, kind of jokingly about people dying on us but, yeah. but actually you know when you're yeah. dealing with the uh, you know the yeah. welcoming people into the world with babies sure. and stuff, the yeah, dis- you know, the match hatch and dispatch kind of, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. weddings all that. There is a lot of emotion in your role. Absolutely, I think I think we've been really privileged that God sends us for some reason. Uh-huh. I think we're the the most broken people. Yeah, I love that so much. Um, and there is a joy in somehow seeing that, mm-hmm. seeing that, changing. Mm-hmm. I think the 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 blessing is just to see that. Yeah. see a soul changing and God mm-hmm. doing stuff and see them get married and mm-hmm. see them get a family and a job you mm-hmm. know and mm-hmm. uh, probably work quite hard to see the whole life restored yeah people. and that in itself is good uh-huh. I think that helps yeah you, once you see that you know yeah. I think the thing I was saying about for me stress is hope deferred okay. when you're working your butt off and yeah you know and, and you're really disappointed all the time mm. like I think that's why you say don't be disappointed don't mm-hmm. be discouraged they're the two things that for me kill me yeah yeah and I think the other side of it is when you see the the beauty and the wonder of mm. God's work in people's lives uh-huh. you know you would run a you would do anything you would work yeah all the hours of the day just to see that yeah and that's exciting I think um, one one of the things I really admire about you Jim is that you're you're acutely self aware is how I would describe <laughs> it like, you, you know who yeah. you are you know how you tick you know yeah. what's going on with that. Do, do you feel that that's a key um, kind of dynamic of your leadership and your journey with people I think um, it, t- it took a while I would say mm. to be really to find out who I think as a guy um, I pro- it probably took me years to open up and mm. and open my heart up and you know I think probably I got really hurt with church when I was young sure. my dad was a pastor yeah. I always vowed I would never ever follow in his footsteps yeah. but obviously God yeah. knew different yeah. <laughs> so I was yeah. I was already shut up to, yeah. like I hated church I hated people but then I probably hated myself in the middle of that as mm-hmm. well and I think it took me a long time and to be really honest with uh-huh. myself about myself and find be happy with who I am and be uh-huh. happy. I think that's part of the third journey for us. Yeah, yeah. So probably if he'd seen me 20 years ago, uh-huh. he'd ever looking at a different type of guy. Yeah, yeah. So I think I feel comfortable in mm-hmm. my own skin now, as you say. Yeah. Which is good. And be yeah. really honest mm-hmm. about everything, probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that, mate. I think yeah, it's I really it. good. I love it. If, um, looking, looking back over your life, looking back at the various things and influences yeah. and all the rest of it, could you maybe pick out three really key leaders that have really shaped yep. Jim Gibson to be the man that he is today? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, probably the first person was a guy called David Shearman, okay. who was a, a mega, mega guy during the first journey of my life. Mm. Um, he was a pastor and leader in AOG, built right. a massive church, was doing massive church when nobody else was in mm-hmm. Britain. 
very prophetic mm. um, in that, I don't know, something, uh, just somehow or other his input mm. prophetically prophesied over a few times. Wow. Faith was just stunning, you know, so if you thought you'd faith and he talked to you, you just found that, you know, you needed more faith. You yeah. know, he would always encourage for that. I really loved him. He's still alive. Mm. He's a great man of God. He had a massive Im- impact in my life. Mm. Um, a guy called Phil Weaver, who's now my friend, who's was always my friend, mm. always somehow um, prophesied and somehow God's plan for me mm-hmm. was linked with him and always admired him uh, as a guy. He's inspired me all my life since sure. probably the last 20 years. Wow, okay. Um, inspired me, still does. Mm. Meet up with him twice a year, him mm-hmm. and his wife Ellen. Massive inspiration. And probably the other the other guy's Jimmy Dowds. Jimmy Dowds, okay. Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, just when I met him, uh, probably about fifteen years ago, uh, still inspires us today. I mm. would say, um, honestly, just have a laugh. Uh, just the wisdom of God, prophetic anointing mm. in his life, just changed my life. Yeah, so, yeah I would say these three. Cool. Or the three guys, if you're talking pastors and leaders, yeah, yeah, yeah. other people in our church and our own church mm. that are heroes, you know, yeah. people that have been addicts 24 years mm-hmm. and caught God and, and men of God, people that have been in gangs and yeah. violent and they're gentle mm. and watch that. They're my heroes, to be honest uh-huh. with you, you know, yeah. uh, <laughs> people's mums that lost their kids and uh, you know, managed to. Love God and yeah. growing God through that. Yeah. They're my heroes, to be uh-huh. honest with you. Yeah. That's they, amazing, they mate. They would be my heroes, definitely. Yeah. Um, so, to be honest, they're the ones that have changed my life. Uh-huh. As I watch them. Yeah. Find God in the middle of great trauma, mm. great affliction, mm-hmm. and really trust God. Mm-hmm. So I would say they've had the greatest impact yeah. on me. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, mate. No, it's fine. Um, (coughs) Yeah. I wonder, um, I wonder just as we're kind of coming to an end of our time together and stuff, Jim, if just after looking back over everything, you know, if you could go back to 21-year-old Jim Gibson, you know, starting out in his office, sitting at his desk on his own, um, wondering what the big bad world's going to do, what's going to be next... Would there be any just like golden nugget, like just a wee something that you would say to him that um, yep. <laughs> would help and maybe, you know, help you jump jump forward a bit? What would that be? What would be this? Um, I would say um, putting most of your effort into intimacy with God, mm. um, quality time with God, uh, probably busyness mm-hmm. stifles that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could start again at that point mm-hmm. I'm hearing for God better mm-hmm. um, taking more time to listen to God mm-hmm. rather than talk to God it's definitely something that I would I would say setting apart mm-hmm. devoting yourself to God the devoting to the word of God um, I would say that probably if I, I, would, I would have focused a lot more in that. Mm. Um, I think we do a lot of stuff for stuff, like we do stuff for church and, mm-hmm. you know, and preparing stuff. But I think just getting for God and for you yeah. would be make a big, big difference, I would mm. say. 
would set us up better. I, w- I wish it's, I still wish I was sp- would spend, you know, it's probably something I'm trying to yeah. do a lot more even yeah. now than I've ever done in my life. Uh-huh. And never, ever, ever stop learning. Yeah. You know, I'm in another learning curve at the moment. I feel God's called us sure. to really start learning afresh. Uh-huh. So I'm in another learning journey. Cool. And, uh, you know, keep up with the times and learning and yeah. hope that never, ha- never stops. Never so, stops. Yeah. Amazing. Jim, thank you so much. I know you're such a busy guy, so I really appreciate you coming in and taking the time to chat. Um, It's been an absolute uh, pleasure. Yeah, mate, keep going strong. You're an inspiration to so many of us. So so. you, Des. Amazing. Cheers, Jim. Thanks, dude. Thank you.